Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy that uh, I'm going to say it like I thought about it. Oh, shit. It's my five year anniversary. <laughs> but we're going uh, is the fifth year anniversary of the Break It Down with Brian H. Keep it in 100 podcast. And we have an anniversary of this magnitude. You have to bring on one of the best hosts, one of the best content creators, one of the best brilliant minds in the wrestling business. The one and only Mr. Gerard Benef- Bonaf. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Bona- I'm going to call you Bonafide because he is Bonafide. Let's get started. We'll get started right after this intro. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Let's do this the right way. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Bring It Down with Brian H. Keeping it 100. I am Brian H. Waters. And today, I am joined by Gerard Bona. Gerard, how you feeling today? Man, I am fantastic. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm hyped off coffee. It's WrestleMania yes. season. It's, yes. We're going to talk WrestleMania 18. It's one of my favorites. So... I'm I'm excited today. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pumped and congratulations on 5 years. I don't think people understand how difficult it is to create content in a space like pro wrestling where there's no off season. Mm-hmm. You always have things happening and so you always have to create content and do great things. So congratulations. This is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. As um I tell people to make sure y'all follow in wrestling realm on Twitter, make sure you follow me at Brian H. Waters. Make sure you follow Gerard at Bonafide. It's right there yeah. on your screens. Um, yeah. You know, the thing is, to be honest with you, so it's like, I, I look back at it, and it's been uh, 11 years, going on 12 years of the wow. wrestling realm. Wow. Which is crazy to think, right? 12 yeah. years of the wrestling realm, the brand. The yeah. real Dwayne Allen and I started this in school. We was like, look, wow. we want to do a show. We just celebrated 500 episodes total back Amazing. in um, October, October, November, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition, this is episode 261 of this wow. show. <laughs> wow. And wow. It was a point in time where I was doing this once a week and then twice a week when. You know, you remember when Raw and SmackDown seemed so far ago. You remember Raw was on Monday, SmackDown was yes. on Tuesday. That's yes. when I started the show, right after two, uh, SmackDown. Oh, wow. wow. Then when they put him on the opposite end of the week, right. I was going to try. At one point, I was doing a show after Raw, a show after SmackDown. Okay. I was like, okay, this is too much. Yeah. Let me dial it back a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. you know, now, um, you know, we do the Wrestling Realm Now podcast every Wednesday night right here on YouTube, on Twitch, and it goes yeah. and it's distributed. But I said... Hmm, five year anniversary. And I know you and I had talked on the timeline about right? WrestleMania. We talked about yes. WrestleMania 18. And so yes. I got excited. I'm gonna be honest with you. I marked out. I said, Oh wow, Wait, we gotta create content about this. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah, so you know, the um, you know, the uh shout out the chalk line because they came out with the jerseys, and when I saw the jersey come out, I said I had to get one. So I got the WrestleMania 18 jersey on uh, last year. It was the jacket. I went or two okay. years ago. I bought the chalk line jacket and the shorts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and it's actually on my television now. It's it's always it. a part of the rotation. It's the one DVD I have twice. You know, you got the legacy wow. box set, but I also yes. have the solo. 
set yes. as well. <laughs> Same here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like I said, I'm uh really, really excited to talk about um WrestleMania 18. But yeah. um, you know, before we get into that, I know we've gone a lot. How are you feeling today? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, WrestleMania season is always a fantastic season. And uh, it was fun going back watching this and all of the things that there's so much happening in the world of wrestling right now. So, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a content creator and to get a voice to be able to talk about these kinds of things. So, yeah, I'm super pumped. Super pumped. Yeah, man. And, you know, you and I met on Clubhouse. Yes, shout we out, did. Yeah, shout out to Justin. Man. Yes, um, he brought a lot of us together. Oh exactly. my gosh! And, and you know, Justin be trying to sneak away. Like I right. text him here and there. Shout out to him and his lovely <laughs> wife. They just had a yes. baby not too long That's ago. Right. But he be trying yes, to sneak away. Like he ain't bring us all together. Right? Like you did ass. this, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, I know you. You just got finished another show. Talk about yes. that real quick. Yes, uh, I was with uh, my good brothers uh, Mex and A Dazzle of Black Wrestling Alliance. We do a show weekly. Brothers over there, I love their absolutely. Those brothers from the UK are killing it, uh, really representing black wrestling and, again, filling a void uh, that had been in the business in terms of creating media and content that talks about the contributions of African-American wrestlers. So we do a show weekly called Wrestle Extra, which mm -hmm. is on WrestleManiac's UK channel, a fantastic show, literally just finished it. And I was like, yeah, this is super cool. So I'm honored to be a part of, of that team as well. Man, look, I'm I'm happy that for you to even go back to back. I promise, as they say in the church house, I won't keep it very long. <laughs> look, I am so ready for this, man. Like, I'm look, let's do what we gotta do. However long it takes, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but uh let's talk WrestleMania 18 before we jump yes. in some of the highlights. Why is it amongst one of your favorites? Well, it's one of my favorites for a few reasons. I mean, it had certain matches that are iconic. Like when you start talking about the history of WrestleMania, there are matches on this card that are always brought up. Mm -hmm. um, one of the most widely debated WrestleManias for reasons we will certainly get into. And you could make the argument that it is the last WrestleMania of the Attitude Era. And if you go back and watch it, you'll understand exactly why I say that. So uh, it's all of those things. It's only the second ever international WrestleMania, um, which was obviously held in the same place as the first international WrestleMania, which is pretty wild in the Toronto Sky Dome. So that's one of the reasons why I really, really love it. We got to see the NWO here. We got to see some things that we don't normally get to see. And a lot of history was made at this WrestleMania. So it's certainly one of my favorites for all of those reasons. Yeah, man, you know, um, this one for me, so I, you know, I always get sentimental around WrestleMania, yeah. as everybody say. So yes. for one, um, in 97, my parents cut cable. said, look, we, we okay. had cable. I was like, okay. all right. So I was without wrestling from June until the following June when I... Oof. One night saw a shotgun Saturday night and I always kicked myself like, why didn't I know where to find it before we didn't right. have cable? I wouldn't have this gap. But right. we got it again in 2001, June of 2001. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, it's May, May of 2001. This yeah. is the first one that they ordered for me. Uh, and wow. so it was wow. exciting. My mother yeah. is a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Okay. Where I get it from. So yes. I remember vividly, I was talking to her earlier today, and I talked to her about this. I said, you remember WrestleMania 18? She was like, eh. I said, that was the night when you said, let me know when Hogan's match comes on. Mm -hmm. So when Hogan's match comes, I said, it'll be the main event. 
<laughs> right, right. And I remember, I think, what was I like, 15 or 16? Yeah. I remember there was still daylight outside. Mm-hmm. And they said, Rustlin's past, Rustlin's future. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. nah, the match about to happen now. Right. And, you know, and, right. at this time, I didn't try to analyze wrestling. By this time, I sure. do understand it's predetermined, but I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to like, hmm, were they supposed to do this? Was they supposed to do I wasn't into right. that. But I, right. I knew like match placement. So, mm-hmm. and I was surprised, but I know like everybody loves 17, right? Yeah. But I particularly loved this one. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed it for the fact that we were able to get a lot of, um, you know, uh, like you said, a lot of great matches that we'll get into right. the aesthetics right. of it, right? When you yes. look at like inside the uh, Sky Dome, the concert, mm. yes. uh, you know, the, the, the music. So mm-hmm. like this is that particular era of WrestleMania where we're getting live concerts, you right. know, and um, let's jump into you talked about the final one of the Attitude Era. Which, yeah. you know, I would definitely say is accurate. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people would say, like, well, the Attitude Era ended at WrestleMania 17, but there was a lot mm-hmm. of Attitude that still happened after that. And whole then lot. You, you look at WrestleMania 19, even though it was like everything was coming together. So I would definitely yeah. say that was the first one of the Ruthless Aggression Era. You right. Know? Right. Totally. Definitely the last one of the Attitude Era for... And again, if you go back and watch... Mm-hmm. Um, you'll tell from the commentary, you'll tell from the things that actually happen. Like, for instance, small things like starting the show with a concert. Yeah. If you look at WrestleMania these days, and even, you know, last night on Raw, they were announcing who's going to perform America the Beautiful. You know, during the 80s when WrestleMania started, it was a big deal. Who's performing America the Beautiful? There was no national anthem for America or Canada mm-hmm. at this WrestleMania. That's mm. massive. Yep. Because I believe, uh, I, I thought I remembered who did it for, for WrestleMania 6. I have to go back and check. But they had it. And mm-hmm. so the fact that they don't have it, that again, that's attitude era. That is, we are not going to be conventional. We're going to do what we want. And again, they weren't thinking about national pride or anything else like that. They were like, we're going to give you this concert you're going to like it, and that's how we're going to start the show. Yep. Very, very, very much. And it was all rock. They didn't venture into country. They didn't venture into pop. It was all rock. Mm-hmm. Very Attitude Era. Yeah, and, and you know, I actually enjoyed the music. You I know? did, too. I, I, I did really too. enjoyed the music around there. Uh, shout out to fam. Shout out to Kofi Weaston. Shout out to Jermaine. Everybody watching in, we definitely appreciate y'all coming through to celebration here. Uh, And we're going to talk about, you know, one of the greatest WrestleManias ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I I saw somebody say, they said that 17, 18, 19 is probably Mm -hmm. the best three set of WrestleManias. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that statement? Ooh. (laughs) I'm thinking that through because... Mm -hmm. um, they said 17 to 19. Is that what they said? Yep, or 17 to 19. Like you look at like WrestleMania is like in threes. Hmm. Well, let's see. 14 was really significant. Yep. Um, because that was when the Austin era began. Then mm-hmm. you had 15 after that, which was our first Austin Rock as a main event. Yeah. And then you had 16, which 
we saw that was WrestleMania 2000 that mm-hmm. had that triple ladder match. It had, you know, the fatal four way for the world title. It had Angle, Jericho, and the guy that people don't like to talk about uh, for the European and Intercontinental Championship. Like, there were a lot. Of, matter of fact, the Warrior, no, no, Warrior didn't come back for 16. Um, there was another big thing that happened at 16. So I, I'm not sure if that was the best because then you had 17 that followed 16. And it, I will say WWE had a strong run when it came to manias, certainly during the Attitude Era. And then they mm-hmm. picked back up because 21 was strong. Well, mm-hmm. 20 was strong. You had 20, 21, 22. Those three were very strong as well. Yeah. Um, where you had 20 uh, with Angle and uh, Guerrero. You know, you had The Rock returning at 20. Then at 21, they go Hollywood. You know, you've got Cena doing his thing, becoming champion, and Batista. And then 22 was massive because really, uh, while 21 was the birth of John Cena at WrestleMania as world champion, Mm -hmm. um, 22 was where we had to start looking at Cena as a real world champion when he taps out Triple H. And we're like, wait, hold on. You know, um, but Shawn Michaels was back at 22 in that ladder match against Vince. Rey Mysterio (laughs) wins the world title. Like, so it's, that's hard. They've had some... I got to think that through. That's, that's, mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely up there in the threes. It's yeah. up there. I won't say it's a top one yet because I think they've got some rivals, but it's up there. Okay. You know, for me, 16 or 2000, one match messed everything up for me personally. Mm-hmm. And that's the main Which one event. was that? The main oh, okay. event. Okay. It, it's, okay. It's just really, I, I felt that was the night it was supposed to be the rock. You know what I mean? Okay. Where in, you know, like yeah, the moment of backlash. You know, it happened. Mm-hmm. It was great, but he was supposed right. to, he was supposed to walk out as champion that night. You know, yeah, that was the yeah. first night the fans didn't go home happy. Um, I got you. You know, um, twenty two. I learned to appreciate it later. At the time, mm-hmm. it was like uh, okay, you know. <laughs> but for all the reasons you just broke it down, it yeah. made me appreciate it more later. You know, but mm-hmm. you know. uh, so it, it's it's always fun to like look at these things and look yes. at them in groups of threes. Yes, it, it, you know, um, very. Interesting. I think when we look at it for the women, thirty. I think we're on to something between thirty-seven and thirty-nine. You Agreed. know what I mean? Uh, Agreed. As much as like they had their role in thirty-six, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of like forgotten a little bit. You know, yeah. where and you could probably say thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. Because mm-hmm. 32 was obviously the match that became the women's title. 33, right. Naomi getting her big mm-hmm. moment in her hometown. That's a huge right. thing, especially for a black woman to get Absolutely. her moment. And then Absolutely. 33, um, I mean, 34, Charlotte mm-hmm. and Oscar. You know what yes. I mean? That, to, yes. The match of the night. <laughs> sure. Sure. And then, of course, the argument of 35, where they main evented, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, that's interesting. 36 is probably, to your point for the women, the one most will forget, obviously because of the pandemic and things like mm-hmm. that. But um, the matches themselves, most don't remember. But yeah. when we get to 37, 38, we're now talking the rise of Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. you know, which will likely continue in 39. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah. uh, I, I think to your point, yeah, we're, we're, we're on to something for the women there with 37 forward. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's jump into this, man. You know, the yeah. main event that I think was the main event, I think you think should have been the main event maybe as well, <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Um, yeah. You know, an incredible match. It's the match that I tell everybody, you have to watch it with the sound on. Toronto played just as much of a role in yes. that night as the uh, guys in, in the ring. Um, totally. When you saw this match, what was your thoughts? So I remember when I first watched this match and uh, I was amazed when I mm -hmm. the very first time I watched it live, it was just like unbelievable. And it always stuck out to me because, you know, it's it's really the night and I, I have to really think this through. I believe this is accurate, though. It's the first night in WrestleMania history where the crowd hijacked the match. Mm. Um, because prior to that, the crowds just kind of went along with whatever they were supposed to go along with, you know, we get to this match. And what was crazy is earlier in the night, Rock does this fire promo. Like when you go back and watch it, it's like, this is why we like the rock. Mm -hmm. He was in his bag during all of this. And I mean, he had this killer promo. He tells, you know, uh, 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 Jonathan to, to get down and say his prayers. And, you know, Jonathan's like, coachman's like, well, what up, G? And and like Rock is like, what are you doing? Like, you don't do that. It was a mm -hmm. great, great promo. And the fans were completely behind him. Nobody saw it coming when Hogan would come out that the fans would completely cheer for him. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw that coming. And so the fans hijacked it to the point where the commentators weren't sure of what to say, to the point where you literally see Hogan and Rock having to switch in their head. You know, Hogan's trying to do all of these bad guy moves and yep. the people are <laughs> cheering him. And now you see the facial expression for the rock change to where he goes from, okay, I'm the people's guy to doing antagonistic kinds of things like, you know, spitting on the belt and whipping him with the belt. And even the move of the sharpshooter in Toronto on Hogan, like I was amazed at their ability to swap that fast in the moment completely unplanned and the fans stayed with hogan until rock does this nip up at the end mm -hmm. and signals for the the rock bottom and pe or, or for the people's elbow rather and people all of a sudden switch i'm like how is this happening right now like it it was it was one of the most incredible moments and again if you watch it with the sound off it just seems like an average match Mm -hmm. Watch it with the sound off. You realize this is incredible. Yeah. And your mom loves Hogan and you love Hogan too. And I know mm -hmm. Hogan's had a lot, been very, very controversial in the last few years. But as they were showing the lead up to this and Hogan's doing this promo saying, I'm the reason you guys are here. I'm the reason there is a mania. You go back to 2002. You can't argue with anything he was saying because nope. he was 100% right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that was the thing when I saw this and I'm watching it as a, you know, teenager, I'm mm -hmm. rooting for Hogan. Yeah. Hogan was my guy. Like, yeah, it, my favorites Hogan at the time, Hogan, Brett rock was number two. So okay. it was like, I don't lose if rock wins, but you know, mm -hmm. but when I saw like everybody change, wow. And then when I read in Hulk Hogan's book, um, he talked about how, him and Rock had was going over the match, and Rocky Johnson told mm -hmm. Rock, like Dwayne, listen to Terry. 
He mm-hmm. going he he can take you places. And then yeah. he said during the match there was a moment he's like, "Man, they're cheering." He said, "Just follow mm-hmm. me, brother." And mm-hmm. you know, they went on through yeah. everything and I thought it was great that Hogan did the honors. You know, we always yes. hear about Hogan don't do business and he don't do mm-hmm. the honors for nobody. He did the honors for the Rock that night. And yeah. I, I, I'm glad you, uh, you know, we talked about this in the pre-production group. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you talked about how Hogan was, you know, billed as the past and Rock billed as the future and the Rock was gone. Right. right. Do you think if WWE knew like 100% that the Rock was going to be gone, you think we still get this match? You think it's billed differently? How do you think things go? I think we still get the match mm-hmm. because it's a dream match, but I also think they frame it differently. Okay. I think it's icon versus icon, but they don't bill it as the past versus the future mm. because literally less than six months after that, Rock loses the WWE title to Brock Lesnar and he's off to Hollywood. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, wait, this was the guy that you said was the future. And he's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, gone, gone. And so I, I think they would build this differently, um, you know, because after Rock leaves, you know, we're now looking to see who is the future of WWE at this point. It's not Hogan. It's not Rock. We're not sure if it's Brock. We're not sure if it's Batista. Is it really Cena? Who is it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we don't we don't know that any of those will be questions when this match happens. But I think if they know that Ho- uh, that Rock is on his way to Hollywood, this is not billed as the past versus the future. It's just billed icon versus icon. Yeah, man. And, I, you know, you can't argue, you know, a phenomenal match. If, if, sure. I, I can't imagine anybody who watches the show haven't watched it. <laughs> but if you haven't yeah, watched yeah, it yeah. recently, go back and check it out. But uh, let's get to the main event on paper, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was Chris Jericho defending the WWE Undisputed Championship versus Triple H. And in this story, you have Stephanie McMahon, who at the time her and Triple H was kind of going through like a divorce annulment gimmick. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she decided to go with Jericho, the guy who made a living his first part of his WWE career insulting her. So then yes. they have this unholy alliance to mm-hmm. go against Triple H. And I know Jericho's been vocal about, you know, feeling, you know, kind of like let cast aside and this match with, you know, it just, it didn't hit, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at it, what did you think of the match? Do you think because it was at the end of the card and the crowd was tired that we didn't appreciate the match? Or do you think the match was just, eh? No, I, I totally think that uh, the crowd was spent mm-hmm. after Rock versus Hogan. I mean, they put everything they had into it. And it's interesting because you would think that WWE would have learned their lesson from this WrestleMania that, okay, let's really figure out what we think the real main event should be and not be locked into it being the world title match. Because mm-hmm. they ran into the same problem at 25, yeah. you know, with Taker and Shawn Michaels, who they took, and, and all of a sudden, now you're trying to have a title match after that, Orton and Triple H, and it's like, mm, yeah. eh, you know. <laughs> um, so I think if you move these matches around and you mm-hmm. put Jericho and Triple H in the same spot that Rock and Hogan were, I think we get a much different buy-in from the crowd. 
uh, for this particular match because they did their best to tell a story here. Um, and I mean, there was some pretty interesting things that happened then that wouldn't happen now. Hence me saying it's the last of the Attitude Era. We would never see Triple H put his hands on a woman mm -hmm. um, a at a WrestleMania, no less. Uh, and, a, and a whole pedigree and all of that type of stuff. Like, it was just, it was wild. They were wilding for sure. So uh, I think it was still a really solid match. It's interesting watching it now because you now have the, the, the legend of Jericho in your head that you mm -hmm. did not have in, in 2002. Back yeah. then, he was just the guy who was kind of the placeholder. We still didn't believe him as the world champion at that particular point. Because this is just a couple of months. This is literally four months after he had beaten Rock and Austin in the same night to become world champion. And mm -hmm. none of us were like, yeah. We were just like, this doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> none of us. So all the more reason why it shouldn't have been the main event, because we didn't believe in Jericho as the world champion in 2002. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think they got that wrong. But to your point, I think people would have responded better to this match if it was not the main event and they had left Rock and Hogan at the end. Now, let's just go a little step further. Could you let's. imagine if Rock and Hogan was for the world title in the main event? Now, we understand Triple H had came back and he was due, but he loses the world championship to Hulk Hogan literally a month later. That's right. Can you imagine if there, there was some way, shape, or form, WWE would have made that match the main event for the world title? So, so here's, here's where all of this becomes difficult because the thing that WWE did not anticipate mm -hmm. was how the fans were going to completely hijack this situation. Yeah. Like when I say hijack, I really believe a lot of the things that happened following this was them trying to respond to that fan reaction. For instance, I don't think the NWO was supposed to break up that night. Mm -mm. I don't. You know, I mean, for them to come out when they did, only had to be in response to Hogan. And then here was the other thing. WWE was so ill-prepared that they did not have Hogan's old theme song on deck. Think about it. When Hogan's doing the pose down at the end, mm -hmm. it's complete silence. It's yeah. to no music. Hogan historically always did the pose down to Real American. They didn't even have it because they didn't anticipate this happening at all That's so they were i never thought about that part think about that they were ill prepared you don't hear real american until the next night on raw mm -hmm. when hogan comes out with the red and yellow they were ill prepared so i really believe that this thing upset everything and then when they got that response the next night they mm -hmm. were like we've got to capitalize on this because we don't know how long we have hogan for so yeah. now all of a sudden Hogan becomes the number one because it doesn't even make sense. Hogan loses the WrestleMania match and then becomes the number one contender to the world championship. That mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it is them responding. So all of those things, they went into this thinking this is going to be a big match, mm -hmm. but they didn't go into it thinking the fans were going to turn him face. They, yeah. they had no idea. And it's, it's crazy. Like I know Bruce Pritchard has said that it was Triple H's idea when they did the backlash match. it. Yeah, let's just mm. put the belt on Hogan. Let's shock everybody, which is a, something else that's hard to believe. All the stuff we hear about Triple H and wanting to hold right. the title and be on top. For yeah. him to say, let's put the belt on Hogan. Now, we all know what happened afterwards. You know, it was sure. for me, it was a cool moment. My guy won the belt. <laughs> I, I went out. I didn't. So we didn't get backlash. But man, when that tape was available at Sam yes. Goody, actually the DVD, I bought it on DVD. I yes. was in the store and I bought it. 
Yes. I, I I had to have it. But um, a match that literally just went off my screen, Scott Hall and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, mm-hmm. before we get into that part, yeah, why do you think it wasn't Austin and Hogan in this match or even at an upcoming show? That that's a great question. Um, and this goes into the line of okay, the matches that WWE potentially missed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part of me that, you know, and there's some major matches. You go back to Hogan Flair WrestleMania 8, which should have happened, never happened. Um, you talk about Sting and Undertaker, which probably should have happened at 31, never mm-hmm. happened. You know, them missing these big potential matches. And so here's the tough part in that. Um who do you go with? Do you go with Hogan Austin or Hogan Rock? Yeah. Right? Like, that's a that's a tough one. And the fact that we didn't even get Hogan Austin really much at all is kind of weird. Um, so it, it does feel like Austin versus the NWO was kind of, I don't want to call it sloppy seconds, but it definitely wasn't as marquee as mm-hmm. it should have been for a Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was still pretty hot at that time. Well, you know, so I'm, you know, watching the match, you still see, like, and of course, it's early in the night. The crowd is hyped for it, Austin. Yes, very much. I do think, though, personally, I think that Stone Cold was kind of, he was high. Yes. And if if by today's standards, it would still be over. But compared to where he was the prior two years, I felt like he had lost a little bit of the juice. And the rock was so good that it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you, you look at it, there are three matches, right? Yeah. It's Austin over Rock mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, levels. I right. think the second one, they're on the same level. And then the mm-hmm. third one, it's Rock over Austin. You yeah. know, so I can understand arguments now when, you know, you got people who, which one do you choose? Austin. Who you are, either Austin or Rock. You know what I mean? Right, right, um, right. And, 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 you know, shout out to Antonio Banks uh, joining in. Uh, he said, personally, he don't think uh, it would work because of the ECW skit. And then... um. You know, he said Hogan wasn't supposed to win the title, but once he became a face, Vince wanted to, uh, his brick wanted to get the belt while he could still have matches. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, well, I think to- they were definitely capitalizing on that momentum, you yeah, know, you, and I you think you have to. You mm-hmm. Think about this. Hogan got a 10-minute sustained standing ovation mm-hmm. the Raw after Mania. Yep. That does not happen. And this is 2002. You know, mm-hmm. those were some of the most memorable moments. There's no way Vince is looking at that and going, we're not going to capitalize on this. Absolutely, yeah. he's going to capitalize on it. And he squeezed as much out as he could. Absolutely, man. Yeah. But, you know, um, Austin and Scott Hall, you know, unfortunately, today is the one-year anniversary of sure Scott is. Hall's death. But what did you mm-hmm. think about that whole series and that match? Um, I thought the match was really solid. Uh, I thought what was interesting, well, there was a, f- a few things. One, Scott mm-hmm. Hall took four stunners, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy when you think about it, because usually one is enough, mm-hmm. but he took four. Um, and kind of the way he took that last one was extremely memorable. It was great. <laughs> uh, I, I love that. That's one of my favorites. Um, what's interesting also is you have Nash and Hall out there. They both get involved. Austin ends up ultimately overcoming them, which really speaks to, wow, what does the WWE think of the NWO right now? Mm. Because the NWO came in, obviously the business, like, you know, they they came in and nobody could touch them. 
mm-hmm. you know, certainly Sting couldn't, Luger couldn't, you know, anybody who was WCW had no chance. Now, I know at this point it's five to six years after the inception of the NWO, but it's the NWO's first mania at this point. So yeah. I would not have expected for Stone Cold to be, as one man, that dominant over two ultimately. But he was. So to me, it, it kind of said, I'm not sure how high the WWE really is on the NWO right now. You know, considering they had just come in the pay-per-view before at No mm-hmm. Way Out. So that was surprising to me. Um, not that I expected Austin to lose, but I don't know that I expected him to overcome both Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in that. Uh, so that was interesting to me. It was very, very interesting. A great win for Austin, of course. Solid showing for Scott Hall. But I thought it just said WWE isn't as high on the NWO as we think. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you know, and it's it's crazy to see what would happen with them. It's like they was trying. It just didn't work, right? It just like didn't the, work. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> right, uh, Booker, Booker T, T at one point. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, it uh, yeah, it, but, you know, solid match, mm-hmm. um, you know, to say the least. Hey, fans, I'd like to announce that the Wrestling Realm is now partnered with Seeky to save you $20 off your purchase. Use the promo code Wrestling Realm at checkout and you can save $20 on your purchase. So if you want to attend a WWE event, an AEW event, or if you want to go see your favorite sports team or your favorite artist, buy your tickets off SeatGeek using the promo code Wrestling Realm to save $20. You know, one of the things also in this WrestleMania was this is the first time you, we hear The Undertaker's streak being now. Yes. You know, yes. And, and, and more so like they made a mention at 17 when he beat Triple H. Mm-hmm. But here you saw the Undertaker finally gesture the number, and yes. I think this match is kind of forgotten about him and Flair. Like I agree, Ric Flair wasn't he wasn't like what he was obviously in the eighties and nineties, but he wasn't yeah. what he would later become, you know. And I thought exactly. he was solid in this match. I um, you know, uh, I'm working on this uh, piece for the Ringer, and okay. it's going to be WrestleMania matches you've forgotten about. And this yeah. is one of the matches I included because you look at this card that you don't think about, wait, Undertaker and Ric Flair, like the magnitude of these right. two guys. And um, I remember up until AEW, this is the last time Arn Anderson had hit the mm-hmm. um, spine buster. That's you know? right. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I thought this was a good match, especially yeah. for that version of Undertaker. What, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. It was fun watching this back because one of my first thoughts was this was one of the best showings of Ric Flair post WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it really, really was. I mean, we think about his match, his last match on Nitro when he was so out of shape that he wore a T-shirt, you know, like. And so he comes into this space basically about a year later. He's in decent shape. He's doing more than his chop and his low blow. Right. He's actually doing things in this match. And so when I watched it, I thought to myself, holy cow, he didn't retire for the first time until six years later. Yeah. Six years. So we, we hadn't had evolution at this point. You know, we hadn't had his retirement run. And I'm just going, I would have rather him gone out the way he did at this mania 
than mm. all of the other matches that we saw with him. Because at that point, now you go back and watch those matches. Man, that last run that he had, he was literally, it was a finger poke, a chop, and a low blow. Yeah. And then an attempted woo with, you know, a figure four. It was not the Ric Flair that was the legend. So I'm glad that this Ric Flair that showed up for WrestleMania 18 was worthy to be in the ring with The Undertaker. Um, he took The Undertaker to the limit, which mm -hmm. I thought was significant given the 2002 version of The Undertaker was a problem. <laughs> it was a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it was like, wow. And then to see both the commentary team and uh, uh, Taker actually acknowledge that, okay, we're at 10 and 0. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's really arguably the birth of the streak. You yeah. Know? Because they didn't talk about it in the previous nine matches. Mm -hmm. But now that we're getting into it, now we have another thing that we want to watch for WrestleMania. Yeah, we want to watch the titles. But who's going to stop that streak? Because everybody wants to see who's going to beat the undefeated person. So I thought this was a great match. And you're right. It's a forgotten one that mm -hmm. showed. And, and I think it, it's aged well yeah. because it really shows, OK, Flair still had something left to contribute in the ring in 2002. But we were really toward the end of the great Ric Flair. Yeah. And then when you look back at, you know, to tap on the streak real quick. Do you think mm -hmm. Brock should have been the guy to end it? <laughs> <laughs> so I was there okay. when that happened. And mm -hmm. uh, I will never forget that feeling of when the three count happened. Um, yeah. It was like time stood still. Literally, we all were looking around like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. That was not supposed to happen. And nobody could believe it. And it felt like it was an hour between the time that three count happened and the announcement happened of who won, and then the graphic shows up 21 and one, we were in pure shock. Mm -hmm. Now, I think they did it because it was the first mania on the new WWE network. You yep. want to get people talking, all of those kinds of things. Did Brock Lesnar need it? No, because he already came in as a megastar when he came back in 2012. He was going to be a megastar from here on in, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I ended up having a problem with it long term because when you get to 2016 and you have Goldberg beat Brock in 86 seconds and I'm like, this is the guy you gave the streak to? You got to be kidding mm -hmm. me right now. So I don't think Brock was the person to do it because whoever was the person to do it would ultimately need that lift. And as strange as this sounds, it might have been a better move to wait until Roman did it. That yeah. would have been the move. It is is um you said it, you know, I was that 33 when okay. Roman won. And yeah. we all thought that was it, you know. Mm -hmm. We thought that was the final match. Right. And I remember shout out to my bro Corey. He mm -hmm. said, because he was at both of them, he said. The feeling, if we would have got this being the last one, this feeling would have been, you know, even bigger. Right. And, you know, they all they already knew what they wanted to do with Roman. They just didn't know how right. to get there. Everything we see now, that's what was that's the what vision for Roman yes. Reigns. So mm -hmm. if he would have had that to add on to the belt, uh, especially mm -hmm. him being the tribal chief. Yes. My goodness. Yes. yes. He'd be unstoppable. Mm hmm. 
You yeah. know, shout out to Krista B watching it. Hey, Krista B. Good to see uh, you. Yeah, she just celebrated her birthday. So happy birthday. That's right. Those uh, wrestling was, girls. Uh, those wrestling girls. Uh, Thirsty Thursday, last Thursday. So uh, <laughs> we're celebrating her birthday. Now, nice. uh, Banks makes a point. He said he didn't, didn't originally think Brock should have been the one or that needed it. However, seeing how much longer we've had Brock, he think it was the right decision and says that it made him more of a much boss level. And to your point about Goldberg, I always felt that Brock did Goldberg the favor of restoring the legacy, especially after WWE had talked so much trash. Now, in WrestleMania season, hmm. we have a tendency to watch some bad matches. Let's go. I can't Keith. believe I'm going to admit this on air, mm-hmm. but I just watched Brock and Goldberg for WrestleMania 20. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was bad. It was horrible. Uh, and, and you, you, it's funnier when you watch it with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so like. First of all, they take 10 minutes to lock up, and then you can even yes. see the frustration on Stone Cold's voice. You can yes. see the announcers like, mm-hmm. what, what? You know, and I remember before the match, Jim Ross said, the 80, or Vince McMahon said, the 82nd Airborne going to need to be there. And right. I remember when I watched that match, I was with my friend uh, Alan, and we sat there and we looked at each other afterwards. And mind you, we're like, we're 17. We're not breaking yeah. down matches, you right. know? And we right. just like, Man, that was trash. <laughs> right. Krista B just pointed out yes. in the chat. So, trash. You know, so we, we ain't got to talk about that much no more. But I was just yeah. saying, like, after WWE had kind of, like, you know, did all the talking and the talking head videos, mm-hmm. they restored his legacy with mm-hmm. that win. And, you know, thankfully, at 33, they redid mm-hmm. the match the way it should have been. Right. Um, I want to transition to the women's match because yes. on this night, man, we had Jazz... <sighs> Go over mm-hmm. on Trish and Lita. Now, I'm going to be fully honest. Mm-hmm. 16 year, 15-year-old me was not happy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was, you know, everybody knows I'm a Trish Stratus fan in Toronto. Yeah. In Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, she comes out there with the, the flag. Yeah. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. But long-term history, this is the first time a black superstar successfully defends their championship at WrestleMania, you right. know? So I think this is good. I, I hope and pray soon Jazz gets into the WWE Hall of Fame. I know she yes. was recently inducted into the Women's Hall of Fame, but I hope she gets mm-hmm. her flowers in the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, I thought this was a good match, you know, especially mm-hmm. these three ladies. We, we saw the women's division would take a dive down in the next few years, but they would, you know, ultimately rise back up. But overall, yeah. I thought this was a good match. How about you? I thought it was a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem here, and especially watching it back, mm-hmm. the problem is Jazz was so far ahead of Lita and Trish that nothing they could do could keep up with her. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost like we were watching. It was like it was like Jazz was brought in in the wrong era. Oh, definitely. Jazz was this era's kind of wrestler. Mm. And she was trying to bring that to these folks in 20, or excuse me, in 2002. And they weren't trying to have it. 
And so that's one of the reasons why I think Jazz doesn't get honored in WWE like she should. Because if you think about what Jazz did, Jazz is who really kind of paved the way for the Bianca Belairs of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's able to really be strong style, who's able to be athletic, who's able to have a very athletic build um, and get it done. She was no nonsense. I mean, she ended the match with a fisherman suplex off the top rope. That was not happening in women's wrestling at all. I mean, she was so, she was head and shoulders above them. And 2002 Trish is definitely not the Trish that made it to the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely not. So I think Jazz doesn't get the kind of, of flowers that she deserves because she was incredible but they weren't ready for her. And it it bothers me looking back at it because it's like, it's clear all they were interested in is, okay, what does this girl look like? Not what can she do in the ring? Yeah, And that was punctuated, of course, by Jerry Lawler and punctuated by stuff he said during the tag match that had Stacey Keebler and mm-hmm. other things. So it was very clear. And even there was a, a comment that was made, um, well, do you, uh, Jerry Lawler asked Jim Ross, well, well, do you like jazz? And he's like, athletically, yes. Would I want to take her to dinner? No. And I'm mm-hmm. cringing because I'm like, eek. But this is attitude era, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, they weren't they weren't obviously thinking about those kinds of things, but the focus was so different then. Um, and that's why jazz doesn't get the kind of, of flowers that she deserves. But go back and watch that match. Jazz's style then is mm-hmm. very 2023. And so, therefore, she was really ahead of her time. You, you brought up a good point. She was ahead of her time. But also, you could make an argument that she was... That the women of the past, is such as your Lundra Blazers and your Bull Nakanos yes. and your Aja Kongs, could have mm-hmm. put on the match that Jazz would have thrived in and, you know, had a true dance partner. You know, absolutely. And unfortunately, like we never got an Alundra. Well, we got one Alundra Blaze match at a WrestleMania, that being WrestleMania right. 10, you know, right. which is ridiculous that you didn't have a women's match from two through nine. And then you finally get one at 10 and don't get another one until 14, which is a mixed tag match. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Crazy. And then we got the whole series where we're just getting one women's match where I think. Right. I personally think you can do with the right stories. You can have three or four, maybe five sure. women's matches, you know, sure. but I'm thinking like, man, you imagine what, if we would have got a jazz and a Lundra blaze on the same card. Now we all know Medusa would do what she did in WCW. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't yeah. get that, but yeah. you know, um, man, so many dream matches, you know, shout out to WW2K out now. You know, we yes. Definitely have yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, before we get out of here, man, where do you rank this WrestleMania? Do you put it in the top tier, middle? or I know you don't put it at the bottom, so there's no point. But oh, like, definitely you know. not at the bottom. <laughs> definitely not at the bottom. Um, I, I would certainly put it, if we're looking at tiers and we've got 39, um, mm-hmm. It's we're definitely easily in the top third, without okay. question. Yeah. Um, because, again, there was so much history here. You know, if people are going back and watching this, they're seeing the embryonic stage of the 24-7 championship with the hardcore title, which mm-hmm. literally changed hands like five times that night. Yeah. It was crazy. And the ways that it happened were, were so creative, you know. Um, I mean, I think this 
this particular WrestleMania aged well, mm -hmm. you know, from starting with RVD and William Regal, which thinking about that, that's like, whoa, that actually happened. Yeah. You know, that happened. You know, that was a WrestleMania that we saw WWE invest in what they considered their new superstars. There were a lot of folks debuting that mania, whether mm -hmm. it was RVD or Christian in his solo context or DDP or Edge in his first match, um, Booker T's first WrestleMania match. And it was Edge's first solo match. I want to be yeah. clear on that. Um, so, you know, you had Maven from Tough Enough who walked <laughs> in as the hardcore champion and ultimately left as a hardcore champion. So there was a, a clear investment in the future in this particular WrestleMania while also honoring their stars and honoring some previous stars as well. So I think it's one of those that stands up well. Again, it's the last international WrestleMania that they had, which says to me it's probably about time to start considering international WrestleMania, though I know uh, U.S. fans don't want to travel abroad to see WrestleMania. I get that. But uh, yeah, it's a strong, it's a very strong WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, now, how do you compare it to 17? Uh, <laughs> <question>. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough mm -hmm. because 17 was a very strong WrestleMania, yeah. you know, and it was strong for a lot of reasons. And, you know, it, it depends. So in terms of iconic matches, you know, you've got 17 with the main event with Austin Rock. You know, you got 17 with the TLC match. You got 17 with, you know, Shane versus Vince. Um, you know, there are a number of moments in 17 that stack up compared to 18, where 18, obviously, everybody talks Hogan Rock. Um, you know, we can talk and add, you know, take her flair to that and a couple of other things, but there aren't as many matches in 18 that people consider to be go-tos like they do in 17. So mm -hmm. that's tough. Um, Hogan Rock was so iconic. Like yeah. it was just, it was just one of those things that even makes up for the main event that felt lackluster in 18 because that was so big. So it's, it's, it's tough. I'd probably, I'd probably have to give 17 a slight edge, mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's enough of an edge where 18 should be forgotten because gotcha. I think 18 should be mentioned in that same conversation as 17 because it followed 17 very well. Now, what about 19? <laughs> Whew. Now, 19 was the entrance of a different era. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we have to acknowledge that there were some major things that happened in 19 yeah. um, from Austin Rock and Austin's retirement match, which held true literally till last year. Um, you know, who can forget Brock and Kurt Angle with mm -hmm. Brock doing that crazy, you know, uh, uh, that shooting flip off press. the top, the shooting star press where he nearly killed himself. You know, that was just nuts. Um, Taker continues the streak there. You get the return of Shawn Michaels, you know, mm -hmm. that Jericho Michaels match, which was a five-star match uh, by all accounts. Um, you know, you get Hogan and McMahon, right? Like, geesh, a match we never thought would happen yeah. um, that happened. So, uh, and then, of course, Booker T and, and Triple H. And I think the controversy leading into that um, is is obviously noteworthy. I think 19 is forgotten and shouldn't mm -hmm. be. Um, 19 was much better than people give it credit for because of everything I just mentioned. And again, it ushered us into the ruthless aggression era. 
it's um it's definitely one I keep in the top tier as well. Yes, because absolutely. those last five matches, you could have closed the show with any of them, right? Absolutely. And and, and I'll say four because Jericho Shawn Michaels was, you know, arguably match of the night, but you didn't know yeah. it until it happened on paper, right? Right. Agreed. Triple H and Booker T was a world championship match. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, like you said, if it wouldn't have been so bad if they didn't go where they went during the promos. And, right. and, and Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston showed us that later. You can mm-hmm. go far without going there. And right. you know, ultimately, Kofi will win the championship. But you could have mm-hmm. closed with Hogan and Vince because of the history, because of the WrestleMania, yes. who's yes. responsible. You could have closed mm-hmm. with Austin and Rock because it's Austin and right. Rock. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, this is one I think they made the right decision. But I will say mm-hmm. this. If Brock Lesnar hits that move, I think this is a totally different WrestleMania outlook. And I think it's probably the one that's held possibly higher than 17 just because of the video packages, just mm-hmm. because um, it's being Brock Lesnar, especially if Brock doesn't leave. You know, you also right. got John Cena in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the makeshift Fabulous and Jay-Z. And he said, right. I made event WrestleMania 20 now. He was three years early, but mm-hmm. we saw him coming. You know, we, yeah, was it a bowl? Yeah. We can I think he called him B two or something like yes, that. Yes, yes, um, B squared, <laughs> B squared. You know, and, and that was another one where they had a concert, um, right? In, in in Seattle, and you know, Safeco Field was still brand new at it the was. time. I think it might have been less than four years old. So that's right. You know, and um, it just goes to show you that era where they had those three stadium shows, and then you see mm-hmm. where business started to go down a little bit where they kind of went to right. Madison Square Garden then to um right. Chicago but then they went back mm-hmm. to stadiums and wouldn't leave right. but man right. um you know it's it's it's, a, it's always fun i always love during this time of year i watch yeah. wrestlemania throughout the year as well but you know randomly mm-hmm. but during this time of year is when i really dive in and you know yeah. i don't watch them all at once right before 31 i thought 31 was going to be bad so i watched okay. every wrestlemania from start to finish at the end of yeah. january so like okay. i said if this wrestlemania is bad at least i enjoyed it now that was yeah. very exhausting mm-hmm. but i ended up enjoying 31 <laughs> more than i thought i did um sure. but it's it's amazing to see how much stuff changes from year to year as well especially yeah. when you go back and you see stuff like that you know and this year we got Cody and Roman. Last yes. year Roman won the championship, and Cody was making his return. You know, mm-hmm. um, is there anything you, in particular you're looking forward to the most this year? Whoo! And will you um, be there? Well, I, I'm working on being there. Oh, so, uh, awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm working on being there. So I'm okay. excited about that. We'll and so, link. oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, in terms of things that I'm looking for, obviously Cody and Roman. Um, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think coming after Rumble, it was almost a foregone conclusion that Cody would take it. Mm-hmm. More and more, there's an interesting case being made for Roman walking out as champion still. So how all of this plays out will be extremely interesting to me. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward. I think, you know, a lot of people have been talking about the buildup for Asuka and Bianca. Um, that it hasn't been the greatest. But I think, as we saw with Bianca and Sasha, the lead-up doesn't have to be great if the match is great. Mm-hmm. And I think the match is going to be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to some surprises because I feel like Triple H is going to be in his bag and he's going to pull out some things to make us go, oh, this is why we want a Triple H here. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a debut or two, uh, some things coming out of the woodworks. So I think it's going to be a great WrestleMania 
And uh, oh, let me tell you what else I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Dominic Mysterio and his daddy. I don't think enough people are talking about the gold mine that is Dominic Mysterio because nobody saw this coming. Mm -hmm. Nobody saw Dominic kind of being that breakout star. We all thought, okay, he's finally gone solo. This is going to be whack. We can forget about him. But literally, he has gone in and become a star. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... It's incredible to watch. And for everybody who has said what they've said about the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day has given us stars. Yep. They've revitalized Finn. Rhea is killing it, winning the Rumble. And now you've got Dom. Like, they're all winning to me. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to how we get to Dom versus Ray. I think a lot of people are thinking something's going to happen at the Hall of Fame. And if it does... That's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominic's <laughs> going to do something. And so I'm I'm here for it. So, yeah, I'm definitely here for Roman Cody, uh, Bianca, and Asuka. Of course, Rhea. I got to see Rhea win. I, I think that's going to happen. And mm-hmm. uh, Dominic and however he lands uh, on things with Ray, it's going to be intriguing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think, like, you know, with Bianca and Asuka, I actually like this buildup. It's slow. It's yeah. slow cooking. And I don't think mm-hmm. it ends at WrestleMania, win, right. lose, or draw. I think, right. you know, it's really giving me Shinsuke AJ vibes yes. all over again. And yes. um, where we will see Bianca have to go to another level mentally, mm-hmm. even if she right. loses to get the title back or what have right. you. Um, Chris right. B is hoping that The Rock is there, which I am hoping, especially. I, I, I want to see I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be because I I think he's been deliberately staying away from anything WWE. He's appeared mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. The Grammys, the Oscars. He's running the XFL. He's doing all this stuff. It would not surprise me to see him randomly show up. As yeah, the, as the super quiet surprise. And, you know, you you said it uh, something key, Triple H. We mm-hmm. saw what he did at SummerSlam mm-hmm. with a, um, not as much time to prepare. Right. So can you just imagine with WrestleMania season. He said it, told us Ooh. at the presser at Royal Rumble. He said mm-hmm. the pressure's on. He knows yes. that. So we're going to find out, man. But, uh, yeah, and man. Oh, go ahead. Whole, I was going to say, the whole wrestling world's going to be there. Yep. So <laughs> you never know who he's. And this is the thing. I love pro wrestling. I love all the, the the dirt sheets or whatever, and then I hate them because everybody thinks they've got it figured out. I think we're about to get shocked. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get shocked with some people showing up we don't expect because everybody's there. Yeah. So it's not going to be hard to get, get Triple H's hands on somebody. He's probably working out a deal we don't know about, and something, something big is going to happen. I really yep. believe that. Absolutely. I'm here for it. This is the time normally, if, you know, the day job calls for me to do. The, I got to, you know, be in tune. But normally I'm unplugged right. from all the dirt sheets and I'm like, yeah, you know, but I'm kind of like, you know, trying to avoid certain things. Yes. But, uh, yes. <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. But uh, let the people yeah, know where they can find you. Absolutely. You can find me on the socials at Bonnerfied on all of the platforms. Uh, you can check me out doing uh, commentary for Southern Honor Wrestling. Uh, on IWTV. I'm doing commentary for Battle Slam as well. You can check that out on Fight TV. Also, uh, with the Nightmare Factory, doing commentary for their student showcases. That's on YouTube as well. You can also catch me on WWT Live with Women's Wrestling Talk every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a live show. It's fantastic. 
Then, of course, Wrestle Extra on Tuesdays. Uh, I guess it's now 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. British Standard Time. You can check out my podcast, uh, The Faction, at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you can check out the gear as well, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfy. Man, you are indeed busy. There's <laughs> a lot going on. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Jeez. Yeah, I love it, man. Gerard, thank you so much for coming through. I thank appreciate you, it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for, you know, rocking with me these past five years on Break It Down with Brian H. Thanks for rocking with the rest of Rome for the past uh, going on 12 years. And uh, make sure y'all check out the merch store, www.wrestlingrealm.com. Remember, if you're going to WrestleMania, save $20 off your purchase of your tickets $50 or more so you can save $20 by using the promo code WrestleRealm on SeatGeek for your first purchases only tune in tomorrow night 10.30pm Eastern Time for the Realm Now podcast so long everybody <laughs> <laughs>